When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. So we figured, why not record us thinking and talking about it? So we're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Oh, our podcast is now available on Breaker. Oh, they just let said your that. Know. And your podcast is now available on Google Podcasts. Oh my and gosh. Radio Public. They literally just I know. Listeners, are you listening? <laughs> it's available. It's available. All right, so this week we're going to do chapters 14 through 18. Um, on a very, very high level, I'm calling this one Encountering Creatures and Consequences. Very accurate. Yeah. So I'll dive in chapter 14 with a quick summary for us to begin. And you'd think I'd be on the right page. Here we go. So um, in terms of color coding this, I put... I used a lot of purples this okay. time, which were my, like, squeal mm-hmm. um, summary post-it. So a lot of these chapters just made me really happy. Um, so chapter 14, I put... Feyre ensnares the surreal and starts getting her questions answered, along with questions she didn't know she had, i.e. Tamlin's identity, until they are interrupted by the Naga. So chapter 14. All right. Woo! What did you notice? What did I notice? Let's see. Um, the first thing I really noticed was her description of the woods. Mm. Um, so she's wandering through woods that just feel old, as if no human had been them like been through them in over 500 years. She said it was alive in ways she couldn't describe, but she could feel it in her bones. Mm. And it just, I like, I've known that feeling before when you're like go hiking or like somewhere totally off the beaten path and you're just like, you just feel that no one's been there before. And it's just like this eerie feeling. So great. I honestly, I like, I love the woods, but I'm so terrified of them sometimes because so many, and it's the same thing with the ocean, but like so many things are happening that you cannot see. Mm-hmm. Exactly how she's describing. She's like, I don't see it, but I know it's alive. It's yeah, like, I ah! just feel it. Um, so I noticed that. And then also just her hunting experience and yes. skills. It's crazy how they truly just, she just, it's instinct. She just mm-hmm. knew like, okay, well if I'm going to do it here, like I need to find escape routes. I need to find alternate escape routes. I know how to lay a snare. Like, she knows that she has to stay hidden. She's able to just sit there in the heat and, like, not move. Yeah. So it's just, like, really impressive that it's, like, although she's, you know, lacking in so many other areas, she just thrived in this. And, like, she didn't even have to question herself. She knew exactly what to do. She's such a pro. I made the same note. Like, hunting skills coming in handy right now. Right. It's so just, like, natural for her. It's really cool to see her. We kind of saw it a little bit in the first chapter. Mm -hmm. But it's cool to see her, like, in her element a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the, like, internal dialogue moments made me laugh. Um, she put, 
when she's again just like walk she's sitting up in that tree mm-hmm. and she's waiting for the cereal and at one point she says did tamlin or lucian ever grow tired of day after day of eternal spring or even venture into other territories if only to experience a different season and it just made me laugh like thinking about the different courts i'm like man would like does one ever get sick of spring like it's a great question. That's a great question. As humans with allergies, yes. <laughs> yes, we do get sick of spring all the freaking time. As an immortal with probably no allergies. Maybe I not. I don't know if I would get sick of spring. I think I might love that. Right. I just think it's funny. I wonder if they're ever like, oh, let's go on like summer vacation. And it's nothing to do with the time of year. It's like just about going to that area. Yeah. Or like, let's go get a cabin up in like autumn. And just, I don't know. It cracks me up, the idea behind that. Um, so the surreal, we meet the surreal. Yes, the highlight of this chapter. I feel like just the descriptive words that they use. But actually. But actually, like how they describe these creatures, all the creatures I feel like we've met, the Naga, the Mm -hmm. surreal, like everything is, it's not anything like the rest of the fae. Like the high fae just seem perfectly normal, basically human, but like more attractive pointy ears kind of thing. Yeah. Everything else is like why people should be afraid to enter Prithian. Also, like, like, I totally get it. (laughs) These descriptions, it's, like, on one hand, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, no, I get it. But on the other hand, I'm, like, I still have no idea what the hell this looks like. Because it's, like, like, where is it? Like, at one point, it's voice. It said, like, human, it said. And its voice was at once one and many, old and young, beautiful and grotesque. I was, like, what? Like, that sounds so creepy, but also, like, that description, I'm like, okay. And then also, at the same time, like, I have no idea. Like, it's that classic yeah. TikTok, like, okay, like, sure enough, yeah. sure enough. But, like, I just, I love I love the description of the surreal so much. The, the one thing that got me about the surreal were its eyes. So oh, it yeah. Said, the eyes that were nothing more than swirling pits of milky white. The white of death, the white of sickness, the white of clean-picked corpses. Oh, that's so gross. Disgusting. Like, I can't imagine looking into something, and that's that's what I see. I don't see, oh, you have really white eyes. Like, oh, you have really white teeth, you know? <laughs> when I see white teeth, I'm like, they're so pretty and pearly. Right. But when she looks into his eyes, she sees, like, clean-picked bones. Oh. Like, gross. It also says, like, it's skin, either forgotten or discarded. I'm like, what is happening with this creature? And a lipless mouth. I don't even know what that, like, I can't even picture what a lipless <laughs> mouth really looks like. Oh, it's so creepy. Like, honestly, I, like, it's one of those things, I think, you know, your first read, you brush through these things a little mm-hmm. bit. And then, like, between that first, like, brush through and then TikTok, just, like... <sighs> Loving the cereal and like its little cartoons are like really great on TikTok. I like forgot how creepy mm-hmm. this creature like truly is yeah. and how intimidating. So I put eek in very big letters next to it. I put gross, creepy, all caps, exclamation points. <laughs> but so Farah captures this cereal and I I think this cereal thinks she's like I think he's, like, humoring her because his question to her was, did you set this clever, wicked trap for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I kind of get that vibe of, like, he's he's intrigued by her. Like, Because when was the last time he'd seen a human or had a human try to seek him out? And trap, successfully trap Successfully trap him, yeah. So I'm sure he's curious as to why the heck this human girl wants to speak to him. 
Exactly. So I thought that was super. He also, okay, another interesting thing about the cereal is it claims that, and again, this might be a metaphor, but it says, like, I can smell the lies on your breath. So it's, like, mm-hmm. very in tune with, like, what is true, mm-hmm. not only, like, in giving truthful answers, but, like, in receiving, like, truth. It's, like, right. very in tune with that. Yeah. Uh, but so Farah starts asking the cereal questions about basically whether or not the treaty is as Tamlin says it is. Like, she can't get out of it. There's no way for her to go home. And he just confirms it. And she's like, any, like, shred of hope I had was just gone after that. But she's also, like, basically, it kind of seems like she knew at the same time. It's just, like, she had to do this for herself just to prove that there was no other way out of it. Right. Um, so it's like she was surprised, but at the same time not surprised. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it was just, like, the one, like, final yeah. push. Yeah. And so I think, so after she got that answered and it was like this huge letdown, she's like, well, let me at least learn something while I'm out here. Yes. So she asks about Tamlin. Uh, oh, and it says, oh, I just love this. So the story was like, more specific human, be more specific. For I know a good many things about the high lord of the spring court. I know, what? Ah, it's like, that's why he's so freaking powerful. Yes. So we've met the first high lord and it's like she was... This High Lord saved her. This is the person that was, like, serving her food. Yep. Like, I'm sure she's, like, remembering every single interaction she's had with this guy, this male, (laughs) and is like, oh my gosh, the High Lord of the Spring Court, like, that's who did this. Like, I should be terrified of this person. Right. Like, that's insane. But also, the Surreal's response, I just love the Surreal so much, his response to her being like, what? He goes, you did not know. Interesting. It's just like... (laughs) I'm like, you're just, like, stirring things up, aren't you, Surreal? You're just stirring things up. Because to him, it's, like, so obvious. Because his next question is, did you not also know that this is the spring court little human? (laughs) So it's like, come on, Farrah, you should have known he was the high lord. Just like you knew this was the spring court. The Surreal is so full of sass. Yes. And I love every moment of it. So we also learn that the Surreal's not connected to the spring court because he's not wearing a mask. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's older than basically everything. Everything. So older than all the fairies and, you know, Prithian and all of it. So mm-hmm. how, how old is this dude? Yeah. And so the Surreal, like, warns her. He says, like, because she keeps asking questions. And he's like, just, he's basically like, stay with the High Lord human. That's all you can do. You will be safe. Do not interfere. So it's like, Pharaoh's got very clear marching orders. Mm-hmm. Stay with the High Lord. And he also says, by staying with the High Lord, everything will be righted. Oh, yeah. So it's too. like, because she's worried about, like, the blight going into, like, her, like, family's lands. And he's like, if you stay with the High Lord, all will be righted. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like if you didn't have an incentive before to be close to Tamlin, this should be it. Like, you right. could help fix everything. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I like that he calls her his human woman. <laughs> Yeah. She says, she's like, it was his human woman that echoed in my head. So, it's just like these little subtleties. You're like, yeah. hmm, what are you thinking about him, Pharaoh? What do you think about him? Yeah, it's like, here's the thing. The surreal knows all. Yes. So when he says his human woman, is that because she's formed an attachment to him? Or he's formed an attachment with her? And neither Ooh. of them are acknowledging it fully yet, but the surreal knows? Very interesting. I don't 
Um, but then the cereal kind of like goes into a history lesson because Pharaoh asks like, where did this blight come from? Mm -hmm. And so we learn a little bit more about the treaty, the king of Highburn, all of those like good pieces. Mm -hmm. But he gets interrupted. <laughs> yes. When he hears the Naga coming and the fact that what, what blew my mind was the fact that the cereal was terrified. Yes. When he heard them coming. So it's like this creature that is, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of years old, if he's before all of these, um, you know, fairies, if he's terrified of something, how bad is it? Seriously, though, it's like, well, it's like that shows that the surreal is not, you know, well, it might be immortal, but it's not like, you know, it's able to get hurt. Yeah. It's able to die. And it's like the reason it's lived so long is it's been cautious. Right. And, Dang, the creatures coming are scary. Yeah, the, so the Nagas are fairies made of shadow and hate and rot. I was like, that's a description for you. That is such a description. Again, though, I just love, this is the thing with a TV show coming. I'm so intrigued to see how Sarah J. Mass was, like, picturing these. Because right. she describes them in ways that are just, like, also so open for interpretation. Yeah. Because with that kind of description, you and I can have two totally different pictures and, like, both meet the description that's been shared. So yeah. I'm just, I'm so intrigued to see what this all, And I feel like it's one of those things, like. I can't verbalize what I think it looks like, but in my head it, like, you just forms this it. picture. Yeah. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm curious how it'll um, play out. Yeah. But, yeah, so once they come, um, the surreal, he orders Farrah to free him and run to Tamlin for safety. Yeah. And that's kind of how that chapter ends. Yeah. He says, do not forget what I told you. Stay with the High Lord and live to see everything righted. But also, okay, wait, real quick. He says, live to see everything righted. Mm -hmm. What is everything? Well, I mean, Tamlin said what's changed since the blight. He everything. said everything. So I, it's like... I had that same question I had that last episode of, Right. What all has changed? What all is so different? Right. Everything. Everything. What is everything? Anyway. All right, so next up, chapter 15. Um, this chapter had a yikes um, <laughs> summary from me. So I put, Feyre frees the surreal and tries to fend off the Naga with Lucian nowhere in sight. Tamlin ultimately rescues her and brings her back to the manor. Chapter 15. What did you think? What were overall, like, what were your thoughts? What really struck you at first? Um, do, do, do. so, okay, so, um, one of the things that I think is interesting that we see in this beginning portion is how Pharaoh is starting to differentiate amongst the Fae. They're not all evil Fae. Yeah. There's, like, levels to it now because she rescues this, like, she sets the cereal free. Right. Like, this creature that is terrifying, mm -hmm. that could kill her. She somehow in that moment knows this creature is not going to kill me. These creatures, but I also want to help protect this creature. Let me set it free. Yeah. And so it's just it's interesting seeing Feyre's growth from just being like terrified and hating fairies, mm -hmm. whatever they are, whatever they look like, to starting to like have depth to her understanding of Fey, what levels they're at. That right. was like the very first thing that popped out to me. That's interesting. I didn't even notice that, but it's so true. Right, because, I mean, before, why, she wouldn't have even cared what happened to the cereal. Right. And so it's like, she took that extra second that she could have been running mm -hmm. to save the cereal. Yeah. And let it free. Very true. 
I think that's super impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the Naga just, oh my gosh, they creep me out so, so bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so impressed that she's able to like run that and was, fend them off as much as she is. That was literally my biggest like note in this like beginning part of the chapter was like, here's this 19 year old human against these immortal creatures she, you know, she kills, or well, she's not sure if she kills the one when she, like, fires a shot at them. But right. she's like, I had three heartbeats to execute my plan. It was scream bloody murder, solution <laughs> would hear me and get the Naga's attention. Then she fires an arrow to free the Surreal. Yeah. And then she fires an arrow an arrow at one of the Naga, and mm-hmm. then it was to run. And it's like, the fa- like I'm like, this is solely your hunting instincts. Oh my Just gosh, Everything yeah. about, like, your past prepared you for, like, this moment. Oh, isn't that beautiful? I know, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so she has, she has enough, um, I don't even know, skills, I guess the right word, yeah. to be able to fire an arrow and hit the one Naga. And then she bolts. And then she's able to kill another one. Which right. is, like, so impressive. I'm like, how is this little human able to kill one? And then she's, like, fighting off the other ones. Right. It's just super impressive to me. I mean, actually, though, like, I I like to, I mean, like, I think we could all think, like, oh, yeah, I can fight something or mm-hmm. someone. But I'm like, no, the reality is, is, like, there are mortal creatures with so much magic. <laughs> like, no, you can't. Yeah. And somehow she is. And I, I don't know, I don't know if it's just, like, her innate skills from all of that hunting, or if there's, like, something more yeah. in her. Like, I, I'll be honest, the first time I was reading this, and, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if this is true or not, or whatever, um, but just having the name Feyre mm-hmm. sounded so close to fairy for me. Yeah. So when I was first reading this and I came to this point, I was like, Does, is she part fairy? Like, and we just don't know yet. Like, how is she able... It's possible. I to, mean, like... Yeah. I don't know. I had no idea. That That is not an accidental spoiler. I have no idea. But yeah. this is, like, something that was in my head of, like... Is she Faye? Like, <laughs> and we don't know about it? Like, there's a little bit in her? Because with a name like that, it feels like there should be some, like... Right. Level of magic in her. Because it's just... It's so impressive. Um, well, it's back, sorry, one last thing. Oh, yeah. It's so impressive, especially because of how terrified the Surreal clearly is that at one point it says that the Surreal begged. Yes. Like, that's how terrified the Surreal is. Yeah. And yet she holds her ground. Right. And it's like, in what world is a Surreal begging a human? Yes. Like, for anything. Crazy. It is crazy. Um, I, the description of the Naga, we were talking about that, but there's like this one line that just, ugh. Like, gross. Yeah, it was like the Naga's breath smelled like carrion. And at first, I was like, I don't, I don't know what carrion is. So I googled that. It's the decaying flesh of dead animals. Oh so my like, gosh! Because they're like talking about how they're gonna rip off her skin and oh. like pick through their teeth with like just it was gross. And I was like, so gross. I could like I have the visual of like what that smells like, and it's disgusting. And these creatures like they just gross me out. Like the more you learn about them. I totally agree. Also, I read that word, and I was literally like, I don't know. I just moved on, so I'm really glad you Googled it. I did, too. I was like, I'm sure it's bad, but I was like, but really, how bad? So, I was just interested to see. Because, yeah, the first two, three times I've read this book, I never even thought about it. But then I was like, well, since I'm doing a little more research today, (laughs) I might as well look up what this word means. Google, dictionary. It's amazing. Um, And then, so, the Naga catch up to her... Mm -hmm. They basically got her, yep. um, but then Tamlin 
appears in Beast form. What? Like, what the heck? I was shocked. I was like, wait, Tamlin? I, like, read it again. I was like, Tamlin, not Lucian? I right. I like, you scream for Lucian, and here is magically comes Tamlin. But I just, I love the, like, roar. Like, the way that they yes. describe it. It's like, all of a sudden, there's this, like, roar behind. And I'm just like, oh, Like, mm. I know. This, like, primal roar. Oh. No, I'm not trying to be, like, mildly turned on by a roar, but, like, I am. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Tamlin. Um, and he saves her. I know. He kills the other two Naga. And then he comes and comforts Vera and uses magic to heal her. So he's killed for her. He saved her. And I'm like, this is the guy that you wouldn't even take a walk with. Like, he, she's he is such a brat. Oh, like, he's the high <laughs> lord. Like, he is literally he's the high lord. everything for you. Be nice to him. I know. But she says, like, I wanted to tell him how much it meant that the high lord of the spring court thought I was worth saving. But I couldn't find the words. And I'm just like, oh. Okay, like, this, oh, sweet. So but sweet. also, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only thing that changed for, is that she just knows Tamlin's High Lord. Right. Because Tamlin's been saving her this whole time. Right. He, so it's like, just because you know he's High Lord now, you're great. Like, you could have been grateful before, Feyre. I, I don't know. Part of me is just like... Like, I'm salty about that. But yes. also, but I feel like just like <laughs> putting that little, like, just that little knowledge tidbit of the fact that he is High Lord, it just yeah. makes every motion he's done that much more because, you know, the fairies yeah. are supposed to hate the humans, so you would think the High Lord hates them even more. Mm-hmm. So everything's just, like, amplified before the High Lord. Every small totally. action is so much more because it's the High Lord doing it instead of, like, just a random fae. Right. So it's like, I get it. I am salty because you should still be <laughs> grateful for anyone saving your life. I know. It's like... But... <laughs> It's like, you know, maybe, like, my husband brings me flowers, and then maybe, like, Ed Sheeran brings me flowers, right? right? And I'm like, Ed Sheeran brought me flowers. And my husband's like, no, I bring you flowers consistently, and I love you. And I'm like, it doesn't matter, Ed Sheeran. It's just, like, the clout that people become obsessed with. That's kind of what this reminded me of. Right. But I think you're right. What it does for her is it amplifies Mm -hmm all of his previous actions to be that much more meaningful. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else in this chapter that you want to call out? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I think that last line was just what really got me. That, yeah. But the fact that, like, it almost makes me feel like Farah feels like she's worth saving now. Like, it was oh. almost like she had, like, that little bit of, Oh, like, I'm worth saving because he thought I was worth saving. So, like, just that little bit of self-positivity. Yeah. I mean, so. she should feel that for herself because she loves herself. But she should. if it takes a man at the beginning, then it takes a man <laughs> at the beginning. Um, or Faye, I should say. A Faye male. Okay. Um, one line that made me laugh on the end um, is Tamlin. Just kind of just, like, wrap it up. He says, on the days that I'm called away to deal with trouble, stay close to the house. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, Farah, stop messing around. But I love that she's like, okay. She's like, stay with the High Lord. Fine. Easy enough. And so I'm excited to see there. I know, because it's like she seems very awesome. open to staying with the High Lord now. So I'm like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what's are you. Next? Very cool. So leading into the next chapter, then. Chapter 16. 
Yeah. This is another squeal chapter for me. So I put, Favorite cleans up for dinner while, le while learning of Alice's family. At dinner, she learns that Faye can lie and are not affected by iron. She ends up alone with Tamlin and their connection builds. He promises to get her art supplies and take her to the gallery. Yes. So we jump in with Alice helping her clean up as per usual. Mm -hmm. And the story of like Alice's family is like very cryptic. Yeah. But you can tell there's something there. There. Something weird and sad happening. Yeah. And we also learn, like, in within her story, um, she mentions that Haifei rarely have children, mm -hmm. and they age slowly. So, it takes 75 years to reach adulthood. <laughs> I was like, what? That's so 75 long. years? Is, that's crazy. It just really puts in perspective how old these creatures are and yeah. can be when it takes 75 years just to hit adulthood, where for us, it's... I mean, I don't even really know what you consider adult at 18. Let's say us. 18. 18, yeah. yeah. So, that's multiples of that. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing that just, like, really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next was the fairies can definitely tell lies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, okay, so Alice cleans her up. She goes down to dinner with Lucian and Tamlin. And before the lie thing... Lucian makes a joke of like, well, you like look you look lovely regardless of your hell scent afternoon. And part of me is like, Lucian, where were you? I know, like you were there, you were supposed to be there. We had this whole like fake discussion about you being there. I know you didn't technically say you were gonna be there right. because we were very cryptic in our weird talk. But like you basically said you were you gonna be there. You said you were gonna be there to protect me in case anything happened. Where were you? I know. Which leads into that Faye can lie because clearly Lucian lied. Um and so I just I think that's so funny that Pharaoh this whole time has been thinking like, oh they tell the truth, like I know I can believe this and that and it's like, no, we can lie. Well it's interesting <laughs> because they tell her they're like yeah, when the treaty was signed, we told them we couldn't lie because how else would we have gotten them to believe us? Right. And so it's like this one thing that happened so many years ago has just been taught like over and over and over yeah. again. The fairies can't lie. Fairies can't lie. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you question like, where did the whole iron thing come in? It's like did right. the fairies tell them, oh, like iron, iron kills us so that, you know, just pretending to give them something where iron does absolutely nothing. And so you think about... You know, her sisters with their bracelets. Right. It's like, yeah, that doesn't do anything. Literally nothing. No, it's really only the Ash Arrow, as we obviously know. Right. They did confirm Ash because, obviously, Andros is dead. Yeah. But I thought it was funny because Lucian is the one who basically was... So, Lucian and Tamlin. I love that it says, Tamlin choked on his wine, but Lucian <laughs> grinned. Um, so, Lucian's the one who spills the beans. And it cracks me up because Tamlin notes later, like... Lucian revealing some of our closely guarded secrets mm -hmm. as if, like, he didn't want her to know. Right. Well, either. why would you want a human to know that you can lie? When well, but, like, she's living there. It's not like she can go back to her home and tell other people. Even still, I'd be very, like, I'd be annoyed at Lucian. I'd be like, really, bro? Like, this was the one thing that it's like, if we had to lie to her, she would have assumed it was true. Like, right. Let, we, she's only been here, like, a week. Not even, like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, but they were sweet. Tamlin did say, like, we never... Well, it's sweet, but then also, you're like, huh? Eh? Yeah. It says, we never willingly lied to you. Right. And I'm like... 
So did you unwillingly lie to her? Yeah, when did you unwillingly lie? And why do you unwillingly lie? Like, what what justifies that? I don't know. Uh, my, like, one of my favorite things was Tamlin is sort of, like, almost teasing her, I guess. But he's saying um, about he might need to ask the serial why she wrote all of these words on the list. <laughs> so he pulls out this piece of paper, the one that she had crumbled up in the right. study. And he pulls it out and like, oh, I must ask the serial why you wrote this. Is it a poem about murdering me and then burning my body? <laughs> I just love that. It's like, it's the most random, like, list of words. It's so and, funny. And this is what he comes up with. And it, it just cracked me up that he was so humorous about it. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Uh, also, when they're kind of teasing each other back and forth. He mentions, like, he's like, you actually snared the surreal. Mm. And she's she responded with, is it supposed to be hard? And it gave me, like, Elwood's vibes. Of, like, what? Like, it's hard? Yep. I just, I thought that was so funny. I'm, I love their repertoire mm-hmm. right now of um, just, like, playful, but, like, in a different way than yeah. she is with Lucian. Yeah. And then it moves into something that is so sweet. I put, like, five hearts next to it of when he says, I wonder if your family realizes it, that everything you've done wasn't about that promise to your mother or for your sake, but for theirs. I know that when I said it earlier, it didn't come out come out well, but I could help you write. And I was like, I know. Oh! So sweet. So stinking sweet. I loved that. I, yeah, I highlighted that, too. It was just... It's like he he genuinely cares. Like he cares so much and he realizes everything yeah. that you do. Like he sees you. <laughs> he sees he her. He sees her. He sees her. I love it. Um But she thinks she's he's insulting her again. Yeah, it's what like, is wrong with this girl? <laughs> she's deeply insecure. I Thank know. you, Nesta, for that. I know. Um but then we kind of learned a little bit about like the when the war was fought that fairies actually fought alongside humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that fairies didn't want to be separated from the humans and had Tamlin been old enough he would have fought alongside the humans as well so it's like we're kind of learning really like where he stands on things what kind of fae he is um, and just a little bit more about him because he explains how her family's actually safe that he glamoured their memories right and is just genuinely surprised at how like he really took the time to care for her family and the things that he did because it's like she would have she didn't want them to remember that this wolf came crashing into her house and um you know like attacked them or not attacked but you know threatened them mm-hmm. so she's she's like genuinely glad that he was being so nice to her family and like truly yeah. like, taking care of them so some other lines in this, like, conversation that gives me feels mm-hmm. is um, another thing Tamlin says to her. I, I literally put dead in all caps next <laughs> to it. Um, he put, like, they're fools. They're fools for not seeing it. You gave up so much for them. Do you even know how to laugh? I was like, please stop. I am so sweet. very emotional over here. But then also, I just, I loved him explaining, like, what role he would have played in that role if he had been old enough. He's yeah. like, like I would have against slavery, against tyranny, which gave me like strong, like revolutionary vibes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like Hamilton in my brain. Um, but I'd gladly go to my death, no matter whose freedom I was defending. And her response is my response often enough. Cause she goes, 
I wasn't sure if I would do the same. My priority would be to protect my family and I would have picked whatever side could keep them safest. I hadn't thought of it as a weakness until now. And that's something I think about all the time is I'm like, mm-hmm. would I be the person who like does what is right because it's right, which is clearly, you know, Tamlin, he's very much an idealist. We talked about this last week, right. like very like, he's like, these are my ideals and I'll do what it takes to do that. Mm-hmm. Or I just, I care so much about my people and my family where it's like, would I just instead do whatever it takes to protect them and yeah. to hell with the rest of the world? And I think it's interesting that she's like, I hadn't thought of it as a weakness until now. It's just, it's, it's interesting, like different perspectives on a situation that I don't think either of them are particularly wrong, but it's, I don't know. It's just interesting yeah. to think about. But it's also, it's like, you say one thing because you're not in that situation. So it's like Tamlin was too young to actually That's true. do anything. And it's like, you think about if your whole family is siding one way in the war are you going to be okay fighting them? Yeah. Like you would literally go into battle against them, possibly kill them. To say it now that they're all dead, it's like, yeah, I wanted to be on this side of the war. I'd support, right. you know, I'm anti-slavery, anti-all this, pro-humans, but you weren't around then. So are we giving Tamlin too much credit for that statement? I don't want to say we're giving him too much credit. I just think it's a lot easier to say things after the fact when you really didn't have to choose in that moment. That's true. I feel like it's one thing to it's it's everybody wants to see themselves that way. You want to see you want to say yes, I would have done this. Yeah. Or no, I wouldn't have done that. But you don't actually know because you weren't there. That's true. So it's like it's hard to blame any of the people, even in like you know further along in this book for some of the stuff they did because they were genuinely trying to protect their families and so it's it's hard to be mad at people but it's also you you can be mad at them because it's like no you didn't stand up for what was right like you should have taken the stand and it's like yes you might die but you're helping others so yeah I don't know it's like a fine balance to me it is it's really hard like I feel like in these situations of war like Tamlin was describing it's like it almost feels like there's no like right way to go yeah it's like you could go either way and both have their pitfalls and right. their pain. There's justifications for both sides. Right. Which it's just, I think it's so fascinating thinking through characters and the perspective they bring and why they do the things they do because of it, which I think we're going to have a lot of fun breaking down in like the future chapters of this book and yes. um, this series. But it's just, it's so cool, at least in these early stages, getting to know these characters and understand their heart mm-hmm. and then see how that plays out in their decisions. Yeah. Um, okay, so after this, we finally learned something the fair likes to do. Ah! Yes. Well, we knew. Tamlin. We knew. Yeah, so she finally admits, and she's like so meek about it, so <laughs> quiet. She's like, paint. Paint. I like to paint. That's it. <laughs> just like little words. Like, but she finally is just realizing like she wants to do something and she can speak up about it. So she yeah. tells him that she wants to paint and he's so sweet. He offers to take her to his gallery. And yes. I think she's, I think under any other circumstance, had she known there was a gallery there, she probably would have declined. But because she was so excited, she accepts because she's declined every other one of Tamlin's offers. Yeah. So. Well, she also knows he's a high lord now. So. Right. So maybe, yeah, maybe she's trying to suck <laughs> up with the high lord. I don't know. But so she accepts. And so that'll be in two days time. We'll get to go to the gallery. Together. Yeah. I love, I love Tamlin's initial reaction. Uh, so she says it like paint and it's not too much to ask. I'd like some mm-hmm. paint and brushes. And it says Tamlin blinked. You like art? You like to paint? <laughs> I just, 
I imagine that's so confusing for him because what he knows of her is like Hunter. Yeah. Like, and so it's like they feel like a juxtaposition of like someone who's like mm. Hunter but also artist. Yeah. And so I just, he's really sweet, but you can tell he's just surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's funny. And so, like, this is, oh, this is the best line in the chapter. So, it's after he, she tells him that she'll go to the gallery with him, he smiled at me, broadly and without restraint or hesitation. Isaac never smiled at me like that. Isaac had never made my breath catch just a little bit. <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. It's so, ooh, it's so cute. You're like, oh, she feels something for him. Like, he's being so sweet, and she's recognizing it, and it's like the charm is working, and, oh. I was just, it's, he smiled at me probably without restraint or hesitation. Oh. And it's like, Tam, for Tamlin to do that is big too. Exactly. It's like, he's been so mopey and like melancholy. And so it's just. They're both opening up. No, I love it. Cause like, he says like, it would be my pleasure. And she's like, I would like that very much. I'm like, stop. So cute. I made like a smiley face with hard eyes next to that line we read. <laughs> because I had the same reaction of just like. It's beginning. It's so beginning. Ah. Anyway, anything else with chapter sixteen? No. These are my. Those are my favorite parts, though, in books like this. Like I understand, there's so much more to it, and it shouldn't all just be about the inevitable love story. But I think we mentioned this last week. I just love watching that unfold. Yes. And like the lines like that, it's like you Whoa. see the love unfolding. You're like, or you yeah. see it starting. It's like this is the start when you're like. So excited about somebody smiling mm-hmm. at you. It's like, oh, you just see the little butterfly. Yeah. I love it so much. Oh, it's so sweet. I know. Oh, okay. Um, chapter 17. Totally switching notes here. <laughs> yeah, because this one has a yikes. Um, yep. Sucky. So, Feyre awakens from a nightmare only to find another downstairs. A fairy's wings have been taken and is dying. Feyre tries to help Tamlin ease the pain. Tamlin wonders why Favor helped, and she reveals an empathetic side, apologizing for the hate she once held. And then I said, Tamlin goes to bury the fairy alone. So this is like a hard pivot yeah. from like the sweet dialogue of the last chapter. I know. Because it's like, imagine like, because it's one thing to like, I have night terror sometimes, so I'll like wake up from a nightmare. And then it's like, my house is peaceful, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'll like recenter myself. I'm like, my husband's beside me. I am safe. Like, here are my pets. They are warm. And I am lo- yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, recenter yourself. Think those happy thoughts. So, it's like, she wakes up from a nightmare again mm-hmm. about, I like. I think the Naga, maybe. Yeah, I think it was, like, the Naga and the cereal also. Like, it had been filled with the clicking of the cereal's bone finger. So, like, the yeah. creepy creature she's been discovering. Um, and it's like, I imagine waking up and, like, wanting to, like, recenter myself and then just hearing, like, screaming downstairs. Yes. And it's not like, just any screaming. It's, like, a scream that she would hear from an animal that didn't have a clean kill and is suffering. Oh. So, it, you can just, I mean, you can imagine, even if you've never killed an animal in your life. or sounds hunting, terrible. You can just picture something that's being, like, slowly dying. Oh. It's horrible. So, from, a, a, like, a, an actual nightmare into, like, a living nightmare. Exactly. So, oh. not a comforting thing to wake up to. No. And she goes down and she sees this fairy, which I think the fairy's, like, blue, right? Like, it's not yeah. wearing a mask. It's mm-hmm. blue. 
and it had wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, it keeps saying, she took my wings, she took my wings. The she. And it's the like, who she. is the she? She literally ripped this poor fairy's wings oh off. Gosh. Like, I can't even imagine. And the fact, so Lucian literally vomits and runs out of the room. So for somebody that's, you A know, warrior. A warrior, been there on a block time or two. He's seen a lot. For him to vomit and run out of the room when Fair is just sitting there. No. Like, takes this poor fairy's hand and is trying to comfort him. It's like, what is happening? This is crazy to me. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And just the fact that she even, like, came downstairs and, like, wanted to be involved. Even if it's, like... I mean, she gets more involved the more she stays there. But the fact that she was even... I feel like if I heard blood-curdling screams, I don't think I would run downstairs to see what's screaming. I think I'd be like, oh, no, like, what's happening? Like, lock me in my room kind of thing. Right. But she's like, no, let me go downstairs. And she she sees that there's some, like, a fairy bleeding. She still, like, goes to him. Ugh. Which is just, like, surprising. It is. It's very surprising because, again, at the start of this book, she could, couldn't care less. She killed a fairy that did nothing. Out of did spite. Nothing. Literally out of spite. Yes. And now she's helping the surreal. She's connecting with Taylor and Lucian and now running to help this like blue fairy creature. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's like, it's showing that, that growth and that empathy. Cause yeah. it's like, she's not like the way she discusses this character. It's not like, Oh, it's another fairy or whatever. She just sees like someone in pain. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go do my do what I can to help relieve that pain. Yeah. And there's just something really, like, beautiful about that. Like, people who... It, it, it reminds me of, like, first responders in a lot of ways. It's, like, people who it's, like... I It's, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care anything. I see you're hurting. I see you need help. I'm going to come and help you. Like, yeah. I just think those kind of people are just so commendable. And I, that's what I'm seeing kind of, like, play out in favor here is she's starting to grow into someone. She was always someone who, like, cared about her family. Yeah. But I don't know if she would have overcome, you know, that initial hatred to help another fairy. Like, chapter one, chapter two fairy. I don't right. think she would do anything like that. I think she'd let it die. Yeah. And, and just in pain. And in she, love. like, she's grown so much that she actually makes her first false vow. Like, oh, and she specifically yeah. says that this is the first time I've ever made a false vow. And we, mm. I mean, I remember us talking so much about how, you know, your vow is your word. Like, your yeah. promise means everything. It's their currency. And so the fact that she just throws that all away for not even a human, but a fairy is amazing. Just promising that they're going to have their wings again. And that was just, it was so sincere like, I think it's the most sincere thing she's done since yeah. arriving in Prithian. Like, she's truly trying to comfort this fairy during their dying breaths, you yeah. know, promising that they'll have his wings again. And I'm just like, it's what? Just, it's also so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But it's like, I'm just picturing, like, what must Tamlin be thinking? Like, mm-hmm. this girl that killed a fairy, that killed his friend out of pure spite, is now sitting here with this dying fairy, holding his yeah. hand, stroking his hair, promising he'll get his wings just being so kind to him and it's like how did this happen this was like two weeks ago she killed yeah. the fairy and now she's like comforting a dying fairy i just for for me i'm just like what is this guy probably thinking about her right oh it's very it's so interesting i know i just i love how sweet she is 
But then, to your point, Tamlin is literally like, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he has that exact question. Exactly. He's like, I really appreciate everything you did, like, mm-hmm. but why in the world did you do this? Yeah. And her answer just, like, oh, it just, like, cut me. It was like, because I wouldn't want to die alone. Because I'd want someone to hold my hand until the end and a while after that. That's something everyone deserves, human or fairy. I know. I was like, she really does care. It's like you can tell she cares about everyone. Yes. She's starting to see them, like I said before, for who they actually are. Right, like as individuals, not this like race of species that is terrible. Yes. It's like these are actual, not people, but these are people too. Yes. So. And she like gives the most sincere apology yes. for what happened to Andrus. I know. And how much she regrets it. And it's like, okay, this is genuine. Like, we can truly see Farah has grown from where she started. Yes. Like, literally, she's like, I wish I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I, like, how do you change that much in, like, two weeks? I don't know. I mean, maybe once you're, like, not focused on anything else, it's like, it's just you. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like, you have so much self-reflection time, you're probably losing your mind. <laughs> because you always have to just constantly think about hunting, feeding your family, that's true. Doing everything for everyone. And it's like, yes, she was trying to think about ways to get out of the treaty and, you know, trying to do that and everything. But but when you're sitting in your room at night, what else is there to think about? Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's just, you know, personal growth happens when you're forced into it, like, by yourself. I know. That's why I don't spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. A little bit. Um, no, I think you're totally right. It's like, she finally has, like, the mental space to reflect on herself. Yeah. And, doesn't totally love who she's been. Yeah. Anything else for chapter 17? That was it. It was really just the, the whole admitting how much she regrets that thing just, like, makes me happy that she's growing. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like if she can do that, she can truly move past her hatred and really, I'm like, what will this mean for, like, her and Tamlin? Yeah, she, well, because she's stuck here forever. She might right. as well make a life out of it. Right. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so this had another kind of like squeal, uh, sticky. I'm just, I loved reading these last few chapters. So I put in the aftermath of a horrible night, Feyre, Lucian, and Tamlin adventure to a beautiful glen. Feyre and Tamlin open up to each other and find connection while swimming. Lucian apologizes to Feyre about hesitating and breaking his promise. Chapter 18. Um, first thing I noticed, I'm just going to drop this at the very beginning. Um, top of the chapter, Feyre's pursuing Tamlin. She said, I've been set on finding Tamlin and explaining. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? It's like, it's like pigs are flying. Like, <laughs> it's like you finally, he's not harassing you to hang out with him. You're actually look, seeking him out on your own. Yes. What else did you, um pick up in chapter 18 um let's see I feel like everybody's just really like starting to like vibe together a lot more they're Mm -hmm. a lot friendlier I mean they're still I feel like a little cautious between them but you can definitely tell that they are starting to they're much more interactive with each other and much more like joking I mean I think my favorite part in this whole chapter was when Farah um, refers to Tamlin for the first time as High Lord, so he's like he realizes that the serial told her the serial told her this, 
And he asks, like, what else did you find out? And she said, he also said that you like being brushed. And if I'm a clever girl, I might train you with treats. <laughs> I died. That was so freaking funny. Yeah. And he, you know, he, like, chokes on his, like, drink. And <laughs> they're, I mean, Lucian is, like, blown away that this girl can joke. It just, it makes you see that, like, she's finally, like, coming around. And she's, like, taking life a little less seriously. Yeah. But I just thought it was so funny. I love the, it. The comment. Well, okay, something that this reminded me of. Um, so they're they're on a picnic together, right. essentially, right? When I was in college, I took, like, I think it was called, like, managing people or something like that. It was a class about managing people and, like, what it means. And, like, basically we were reading, like, the, like, seven habits of highly effective people right. and, like, that kind of stuff, right? Um, but one of the things that we read in, in one of the books we I, I clearly am, like, doing such a great job of describing this. But one of the things we read specifically said something along the lines of, like, when in doubt, like, throw a barbecue to, like, build team, like, <laughs> at morale. And so that's always stuck in my head. And we used to joke so much about, like, just throw a barbecue. That'll solve all your problems. Yep. And so in this case, it's like, just throw, throw a picnic. It'll <laughs> People connect over food and the lazy setting and all of it's those true. things. true. So, this just made me think of that class, and it cracked me up. I was like, all you need is a picnic sometimes to connect some people, like, when in doubt. Yep. Throw a picnic. Because they're all opening up. Like, it's not, because it's like, it's like Feyre's opening up, and she's joking. Mm-hmm. But then Lucian and Taylor are also opening up and, like, telling parts of their story. Like, it's definitely, like, mutual. Yeah. There's mutual growth and, like, kind of, not respect yet, I wouldn't say, but, like, the respect enough to, like, actually be interested in this as a person, and it's, like, it's not this fairy-killing human that they thought she was. Like, everybody has more depth to them. It's reminding me a lot of, like, whenever you, like, start a new job or start going to a new place and how, like, people are, like, trying to feel each other out and get to know each other. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe I got is it's, like, we're not there yet, but everyone's trying to get to know each other a little bit more. Yep. Um, and so with that, Tamlin takes her down to a pool, which is made of not water, but starlight. Whoa! I was like, what? That's so legit. And it's like, I can totally picture in my head this, like, glimmering, like, beautiful silver. It's going to be so but, like, beautiful. Oh, but all the colors in it, it you, can, you can totally picture what a pool of starlight looks like. Oh, my God. And I was like, I want to swim in that. How do I get me a pool of starlight? I love it so much. I'm, like, tearing up just, like, thinking about it again. I just, it's so beautiful. Why is this land so pretty and I am not there? (laughs) Um, But then it's, like, I I love it. You start to feel, like, this small little simmer of sexual tension starting. Yeah, you do. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, (laughs) he, like, he starts unbuttoning a shirt and she is definitely checking him out and thinking about swimming with him alone and unbuttoning. Clothes. I was like, oh, very. Um, but then, like, that pauses because we get real serious for a second and we talk about Lucian's background, which, like, breaks my heart. Ugh. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. It's like yeah. he fell in love with the lesser fairy and his father, who's the High Lord of Autumn, we learn. Mm-hmm. He has her murdered while he's forced to watch. And it, I, I literally cannot comprehend that. It's like, especially as someone that's married, to think about your spouse being killed right in front of you. That's terrible. It's unimaginable. I I cannot even fathom his despair and his sorrow after that. 
So it's like it puts this whole new perspective on Lucian for right. me. I'm like this poor, poor guy. Like, but he's also like such a huge joker. He is. And you're like, how? Sometimes I think the, like they said that about like, I think Robin Williams said it once too, is like some of the people who've experienced like the deepest tragedies yeah. are like also some of like the funniest people you'll right. ever meet. I think that's the only way they can overcome what they've lost. Yeah. It's like they just have to put like a lighter spin on everything. So that just, oh, that broke my heart when they said that. And mm-hmm. they t- he tells, like, how Lucian and Tamlin each killed one of Lucian's brothers when they came after Lucian. Um, and then Tamlin wound up claiming Lucian as his own. He called, he made him an emissary of the spring court. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it, it now, like, puts that whole perspective on their relationship. So it's like now you can see kind of why Tamlin and Lucian are so close, like, why Lucian really respects what Tamlin says and, like, is obedient to him, not just because he's a high lord, but it's, like, this guy killed one of his brothers for him and, like, took him in when, like, the the Autumn Court was, like, trying to kill him. So it's, like, Tamlin really was, like, an amazing friend and, like, it's, it's just, like, really sweet to see, like, that story. Yeah. I totally agree. Something else that stuck in my brain though that we haven't really dove into a whole lot so far Mm -hmm. is it said it said Lucian said he didn't care that she wasn't one of the high fae that he was certain the mating bond would snap into place soon and that he was going to marry her and leave his father's court so it's like what is this mating bond yeah because we haven't talked about that at all no we haven't seen that or really like heard about that but then the sexual tension is so there like it's very interesting it's like we have like it's building, and then we have this, like, really depressing talk about Lucian, and then it's like, it comes right bam, back. here we go. They strip down in front of each other, and Farrah's like, she's like, I'm so proud of myself. My hands weren't even shaking as I was, like, unbuttoning my buttons. I was like, yeah, girl, I'll get it. But she just, like, t- she, she's like, thank goodness I wore, like, these undergarments, like. <laughs> she says, slowly, so slowly, his eyes roved down and then up, as if he were studying every inch, every curve of me. And even though I wore my ivory under things, that gaze alone stripped me bare. Oh, oh my gosh. You're like, what is about to happen? Oh my gosh. So yes, sexual tension is so building. much. And then so she's that like, his, the gleam in his eyes turned hungry and feral. I know. I love it. I love it so much. Oh. And then she's like checking him out as he's stripping down. I'm sure. And I can like totally picture this beautiful, like well chiseled, like gorgeous tanned man oh she says i let myself indulge in a glimpse of a broad chest i'm like <laughs> you indulge farah indulge all you want uh, Woo-ha. i love that i'm like so clearly there's an attraction between the two of them yes like a physical attraction and so now it's just like we have to build the emotional like romantic side of it all right um, uh, yeah i just loved all of that so I much know, it was so good but then, like, everything else, like, Farrah taught herself how to swim. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, where'd you learn how to swim? She's like, well, I figured it out. And it's just, like, it's just another thing that you're so impressed by. This girl, when she was probably, like, 11, 12, 13 years old, she just taught herself how to swim. Yeah. Because she realized it was a useful skill to have. I'm like, who does that? Badass women do that. Yeah. That too. As, like, young adults, that's so crazy to me. But so, I think, you know, Tamlin's just impressed with her. It's just all the things that she's taught herself to do. Mm-hmm. That she tells Tamlin the story of how her family lost their wealth um, and kind of just the background as to, like, how she kind of came in the situation she was in. Which is nice because it's like she's opening up and he's seeing, like, why she is the way she is. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I love how he's he's like, um, what else did you figure out for yourself? He's yeah. just like, he's clearly picking up who she is. She's the kind of person who maybe didn't have everything handed to her, but she is actively pursuing growth in those ways. Like, clearly, she's like teaching herself how to read. Right. Like, she's figuring it out. And honestly, I think that's one of... I, I think it's one of the best characteristics a person can have is yeah. that resilience and like just figure it, like I'm just gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really liked that. And then I think the only other thing like for me that I wanted to talk about was the fact that she doesn't show Lucian. I don't say she doesn't show him pity, but she doesn't do the typical thing that everybody does when you hear a sad story about yeah. someone. You're like I'm so sorry this happened. Blah blah blah. Like I feel so bad for you. It's like she didn't want pity for her story, so right. she knows Lucian doesn't want pity for his. So, like, I really respected that she was just like, I'm going to talk about something else. Like, she's just going to be, like, talking about the cereal, or the cereal and, like, that whole thing. And yeah. I just, like, really respected the fact that she didn't show him the pity that I'm sure he was expecting when she saw him looking at him, like, ten different times. Like, right. And he, you know, he winds up giving her a knife, which I was like, what? I was like, well, that was not, that was unexpected, but... Right. Um, well, I love their, like, I love that interaction because it starts, she, it's, A, she's not going to take the pity on him, yeah. right? So instead what she does is she leans into mm-hmm. the previous examples of, like, how they talk to each other. Right. And she says, like, um, whereas it? it says, if you still want me dead, you might have to try a bit harder, right? Yeah. Like, that idea of, like, hey, I know you didn't show up when you mm-hmm. said you would, so I'm going to give you a little bit of shit about it. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting, his response, it's like, he clearly, like, was sorry that that happened. Like, he's mixing in the, like, I wouldn't shed any tears. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but, like, that's not what I intended. What happened to you, like, wasn't okay. Like, you can't possibly forgive me that easily. So, like, clearly, he's, they are building that friendship, if you will. Um, And he is sorry about what happened, Mm -hmm. which I think is... I, I think he's also impressed by her because he said, like, Tam told me that your first shot was to save the surreal's life, not your own. Yeah. And I know far too many high fae and lesser fairies who wouldn't have seen it that way or bothered. Right. So I think this is him finally seeing, like, oh, this is who she truly is. Right. And so maybe in that decision, maybe, like, in that moment, he decided to no longer help her. But I think he regrets that now, having, like, learned these, you know, new yeah. um, things about her. But I like what he says to her when he gives her the knife. He says, it's yours. Don't bury it in my back, please. <laughs> right. I'm just like, oh, yeah, please don't bear us. I know. And I, I don't think, I don't think she will. What I think is it, what I think it is, is it's like, um, him, him showing that he trusts her. Yeah. Like he makes a joke like, oh, don't bury my back. But like, I think he knows. Yeah. That she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Which is such a huge leap from her murdering his friend. Yes. <laughs> You know? Yep. So, anywho, that was chapters 14 through 18. Yeah. Woo, that was a lot. I know. But um, I'm really excited for next week. What are we reading next So, week? next week, chapters 19 through 22. Okay. And that section is called Painting and Kalanmai, which you'll learn more about Ooh. next week. Well, thanks for listening. 
Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And let us know what you think. Jump in on the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye-bye.